Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Welcome back, Christ Uncensored. Can we just give God a praise for everything that he is doing? I want to thank you personally for your generosity. This week, we were able to uh, really show the kind of community that Christ Uncensored is even in the middle of a pandemic, we weren't able to have our back to school bash, but we were able to provide uh, supplies to the students of PS 74 and the students of PS 16. So we want to say thank you that because our church continues to be faithful in their giving, in their generosity, in their tithes and offerings, that Christ Uncensored could be generous towards others come on can we give god a praise right there in the comment section let's just let's just give him a praise and we're about to step into our uh second week of relationship rehab but i also want to thank god that in seeking his counsel and wisdom as we've announced that october 4th remember that we are headed to have gatherings together once again our services may look different, but our mission is still the same. And our live gathering services will be happening at four o'clock. And I'm excited to preach not only to a camera, <laughs> but also to live people. I'm excited for that. And, and here's what I want to say. Don't allow the lessons of the temporary to be lost that even in what seems like a temporary moment, we might be gathering together physically at Alaska Street, 77 Alaska Street, and it might be temporary, but let's not look at the temporary, temporary as something that we need to endure, but something that even in the midst of a four o'clock service at 77 Alaska, that God's gonna move. Our method may be different, but our mission is still the same. I'm ready for week two of relationship rehab. And we spoke last week about rebuilding the foundation. Our anchoring verse was found in Matthew chapter seven. And we spoke about what a relationship looks like when we build it on a solid foundation, when we build it on the word of God. It's those who hear God's word and apply it, not simply those that know God's word or hear God's word, but those that hear it and begin to apply it. I don't know about you, but I want to begin to build my marriage, my relationship, my engagement on God's word. And today we're going to unpack Romans chapter 12, verse two, simple verse, very popular verse. And it says, do not conform to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. It says, do not conform to the patterns of this world. My message for us today in week two, part two of relationship rehab is this, breaking the pattern. 
breaking the pattern. I genuinely believe that God is calling us to rebuild a solid foundation, but there are some patterns in our life that we need to break. The way we do relationships has to change. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for these moments that we have together. Lord, that you may speak to your church community, Lord, that our hearts may be open, our ears may be attentive, Lord, that we may cast away the distractions for the next few moments, oh God. We don't want to keep doing relationships over and over and over again the same way we've always done them. We want to rebuild a solid foundation and we want to break the patterns that are destroying our relationships. We pray this in your precious, in your precious son's name, Jesus. Amen and amen. I remember the first time I ever saw my best friend's parents show affectionate to one another. Like I remember it like it was yesterday. I was flabbergasted. Like they were cuddling, they they were giving each other kisses in the cheek and I was looking at it and I was completely like jaw dropped. Like if I had seen two aliens in front of me and I was 14 years old thinking to myself, what in the world am I looking at? Why is it that a mother and a father are showing affectionate to one another? I was completely blown away. Like I, I couldn't believe my eyes. And here's why, because in the 14 years that I've lived up until that time, I had never seen two parents show affection, affection to one another. Like I've never seen my mother and my father show genuine affection to one another. I, I thought, I honestly thought that, you know, the only time that they came together, I don't know about you as a kid, but I, the only time I, I thought they came together behind closed confines was when they made Jesus, Raul, Rolando, Rodolfo, and Ruben. That's all I thought. I thought that, you know, four times in the span of a marriage of five years. That's what I thought. The reason I thought that is because I never saw them be affectionate to one another. I literally had that thought. And here's why I was so shocked. It's because what they displayed before me was what I was getting ready to imitate. I never thought that two parents would show up. I literally, literally never thought that. I never thought that parents could show affection to one another. Maybe you were raised in a different home and you were raised differently and you think differently. But for me, affection between a husband and a wife, a mother and a father, that was unheard of. This was the pattern that was set before me. And I think it's interesting that the way we do relationships often is significantly impact simply by the model that was set before us. Like so many times we're asking ourselves, it's just the, the model that was set before our parents, the model that we have been watching, the, the model that we see, we're simply copying the way that it's been modeled in front of us. So we look at relationships and we're asking, hey, why is it that I keep getting hurt in this relationship? Well, it could be that we're simply in a mold. We are simply copying the pattern that's been modeled before us. Well, why is it that I keep making the same mistakes? Well, it's, it's because we're simply copying the pattern 
that was set before us. Well, why is it that I keep failing to find the right person? Well, it's simply because we are following the pattern that was before us. Even without thinking, we are simply following a pattern that is before us. Well, why is it that I take on the identity of my boyfriend? I just simply do what he says and I just take because I'm simply following a pattern. I've I've allowed myself to be poured into a mold and I am simply following the very thing that begins to produce a relationship that does not last. There's a story about a young couple that just got together and um, they're in the they're in their honeymoon stage and and this couple the wife wants to show the husband this family recipe this amazing cake that they make and and so they she bakes the cake and she says I want to show this to my husband and as she's making the cake she cuts off the ends of the cake and so the husband is looking at her making the cake and she presents and he's like man this cake is amazing this cake is delicious but let me ask you a question why is it that you cut the four ends of the cake why is it that you cut like that's a whole lot of cake that you throwing out any cake lovers in the house come on somebody right why is it that you throwing out that cake and so what they do is she goes you know i don't it's just part of the recipe you know we were we, we this was passed down by my mother and my mother showed me that when you make this cake you just cut I saw my mother do it she cut the ends and so this is part of the recipe the family tradition I guess I mean but it was so curious that they went to mom right and she goes to mom and she says hey you know I gotta ask you why is it that we cut the ends of the cake the mom began to think and she's like well like that's just the way we've always made it we've always make the cake and we cut the ends of it and and that's just part of the family recipe I guess this is how I saw your grandma Thelma do it like grandma Thelma she just cut the ends of the cake well they all got so curious they're like hold on a second we gotta call grandma Thelma well they they don't call her they ride over to grandma Thelma and they say hey we have a question you know that family recipe that's been passed down through the generations can you tell me something why is it that we cut the ends of the cake she goes, well, the, the only reason that I did it was because, you know, raising you guys, it, it was it was a poor family. And so we didn't have a container that fit the kind of cake that the box made. And so we would cut the ends of the cake so that it can fit the container. Well, what's the message of the story? It's all we have followed simply a pattern that was set before us. Well, why do we? Well, no one knew why we cut the cake. We just did it. We were just functioning in this way of making cake, and it was a family tradition. Well, many times in our relationships, we have relational patterns that are passed down through generations, and we look at the examples that were set before us. We look at the way mom did things. Well, mom never submitted to a man. She would never allow any man, and so we are simply following the pattern that was set before us. Well, dad was always a provider, so, you know, I just got to be a provider. We are simply following the mold that was set before us well oh well well um you know mom she kind of always said everything that was happening between her and dad and she used us to vent to one another and we would just we just do it now because that's what we learned and whether it's intentional or not whether it's you're aware of it or not we're simply following the pattern that leads us to the kind of relationship that does not last 
I came here to tell you that today we are breaking the patterns. We are breaking the patterns that are keeping us trapped. That we are breaking the patterns that are leading us to hurt. We are breaking the patterns that are simply, well, this is the way we do relationships. Well, I was just taught to be this way. I was taught to confront things. I was taught to, to, to talk, to talk and, and speak my mind without even giving the other person an opportunity to express and give me their point of view. Or I was just taught to be disruptive. I was taught to be silent. Many times we saw the example of a father that provided but was emotionally absent in the home. And so we never had oftentimes a good example of a pattern to follow. And so we just followed the pattern that was in front of us. I love Romans chapter 12. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It says, it says, hey, I need to tell you something. Don't conform. This word conform in, in the original language is this word picture of something being melted and being poured into a mold. The word picture there is like, hey, don't allow life to melt you down and pour you into any mold that it dictates. Don't allow yourself to be conformed to this world. Don't allow yourself to be shaped and fashioned by the world's ideologies and the way the world says to do relationships. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed. Be transformed. Watch this. This word transform is in the Greek. It's the word metamorpho. And it's the way, it's the word that we get metamorphosis from in the English language. And many of you know that because in sign class you were taught that it was a caterpillar and the caterpillar would then create a cocoon and the cocoon, then a couple of weeks later, it was no longer a caterpillar. It transformed metamorpho, metamorphosis took place and now it was no longer the caterpillar, but it was now a butterfly but it had to break out of the cocoon. We have to break out of the patterns if we ever want to stop dragging ourselves like the caterpillar and start soaring and flying in everything that God has called us to walk in as it pertains to relationships. We are breaking the pattern. We are disturbing the generational molds. I don't know about you, but I am done being put in a mold that doesn't work. I am done copying the patterns that are simply leading me to hurt and failure. I don't know about you, but I wanna start breaking the patterns. Here's the first pattern we wanna to break today is pattern number one. I need to find the right person. That's a pattern, that's a mentality. The, the mentality that, that society tells us it's not just our parents it's not um just the way we were raised but oftentimes in the movies in the songs that we listen to in the way society communicates it's in all the magazines well what are the what, what's the image that they're selling us what is the message that they're telling us it's it's this pattern hey you gotta find you gotta find the right person you got to find Mr. and Mrs. Right. You got to, oh, Pastor Rowe, I'm just looking for my soulmate. I'm, I'm looking for Mr. P. 
perfect. I'm looking for Mr. Right for me. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking for Mrs. Right. I, ain't nobody looking for the wrong person. Come on, let's be honest. Ain't nobody out there like, I just need the wrong one right now. I just need the wrong one in my life that he's just going to hurt me. He's going to he's gonna destroy my credit. He's going to put me in debt. He's going to cause me stress. He's going to get on my, that's who I'm looking for. No, ain't nobody looking for the wrong person, but we looking for the right person. Oh, look at the, you ever seen The Wedding Planner? One of my favorite movies, by the way. Wedding Planner. J-Lo will tell you, man, she had to find the right one. It just so happened that the right one was engaged to the woman that she was wedding planning for. I'm just saying, she was looking for the right one. And, and we, we get sucked into this pattern. We, we kind of get sucked into this mold. We, we allow life to melt us down to fit a mold that we have to find the right person. I want, ladies are like, I want him dark, tall, dark, and handsome. You know what I mean? Looking a little like Jason Momoa. Like that's what I, I want. Man, I just want someone to get me. I just, you know, I, you know what's a perfect person for me? Someone that would just, would get me. We go on the social media hunt and now with social media, it's just terrible. Like you hear somebody's name, you're at an event, you hear his name and what do you do? You, you search him up on social media, but you don't hit that follow button. No, you stalking him every day. And you making sure that in 2012, you're not liking that picture. You making sure you're following the person that you believe is the right one. We even start creating Christian game and, and, and we're all in the efforts of finding the right one. Right one. I got to go to church and I got to spit some Christian game. Excuse me, miss. I believe one of my ribs belong to you. Oh, 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 oh let me let me say uh, I. I didn't know that angels fly this low. Keep it going. I'll keep it going. Here we go. Encore. Encore. Here we go. Here we go. Is it a sin for you to steal my heart? I'll be here all week. All right. We need to stop the pattern. We need to stop the pattern that focuses on finding the right one. And here's how you break that pattern. Listen to me. The way we break that pattern is by becoming the right person. See, we're not going to continue in the cyclical pattern that says we're going to find the right person. Can I be honest with you? You can look all through the scriptures in the Bible. You will not find verses that show you how to find the right person. But cover to cover, page to page, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, two testaments, it will show you how God is communicating to his people how to become the right person. I want to read to you this quote. It says, if you attempt, if you attempt to build intimacy with another person, hear me, before you're done, before you've done the hard work of becoming a whole and healthy person, every relationship will be an attempt to complete the wholeness you lack and end up in disaster. Ooh. Lesson Les and Leslie Parrott say, if you attempt to build intimacy with another person before you've done the hard work of becoming a whole person and healthy person, every relationship will be an attempt to complete the wholeness that you lack and will end up in disaster. I love when people come up to me and they say, Pastor Roe, you and Lisa, you're a match made in heaven. I, I. Ah, you and Lisa, oh my God, you guys are meant for each other. I just love it. 
And I'm like, you crazy. If you think that Lisa Marie Remedios is designed, wired, intricately uh, created for Rolando Remedios, you know nothing of me. Okay, like Lisa was not wired or created for Rolando Remedios. We weren't looking for the right person. We knew that we had to. The only reason that our marriage still stands nine years later, let me tell you, is not because I found the right one. And it's not because Lisa found the right one. It's because we decided that in order for us to be together, we would have to become the right person for ourselves, not for anybody else before ourselves becoming who God called us to be we had we had to allow God to heal us for God to transform us for habits to be broken and this is how a long lasting healthy relationship endures you're not looking to find the right person you're looking to become the right person how do you break that pattern or you become the right person and maybe you're married today and you're saying, you're saying, I know, I know I made some mistakes and I know I ain't married to the right person. I know I ain't married to Mr. Right. Don't look at them right now. This is not the time to look at your spouse. But your prayer is not, Lord, change them. Lord, it, it, your, your prayer needs to change. If you're going to break the cycle, your prayer needs to change. Lord, change me. Your prayer needs to change. Lord, Lord, I, I make me the right person. Make me the person that would lead by example. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that the power of God changing you is so potent that it says that the wife can win if that even if you're married at the time. Maybe you, you got married to someone before you met the Lord and, and you weren't serving God and then now you're serving God and he's not serving God or maybe he's serving God but now you, uh, uh, though his wife is not serving God but he got saved. Well, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that with your behavior and your relationship modeled before them, it would convert them to a relationship with God. Lord, help me become the right person. Can we put that in the comment section right now? Someone type that right now. Lord, help me become the right person. We're not looking for the right person. We're not looking to, to see if there's someone that will fulfill our needs, someone that is perfect for us. We are looking to become the right person. And when you're looking to become the right person, you're not trying to fall in love. You're trying to walk in love. See, when, you, when you're becoming the right person, you're, you're walking in love. You're not falling in love. And let me tell you something. When you walk in love, let me tell you that love lasts. Ephesians chapter 5 tells us how to become the right person. Verse 1 and 2 says, imitate therefore in everything you do, imitate God. Imitate God therefore in everything you do because you are his dear children. Living a life filled with love, following, watch this. Remember what Paul says, he says, don't copy, don't imitate, don't fashion yourself by the patterns of this world. But look what he says here in Ephesians. He says, live a life filled with love. Watch this, following the example of Christ. 
Well, what was his example? Man, I look at the life of Jesus. Literally, when it says imitate, it talks about mimicking. The idea there is a mimic. Like, I have to just, I, I want to mimic Jesus that whatever he did, I, I, I try to do whatever. And then here's the thing, because you are his children, in other words, that the seed that resides in him has been implanted in you. You are God's children. This is why you can imitate God in all you do. Here's the picture. Here's the picture on how to imitate God, how to mimic God. It says, look at the example of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. Jesus's life, he was a sin. He was sinless, yet he carried our sin. He was perfect, yet he was sentenced to death. He said, Father, forgive them while he was being executed. Look at the life of Jesus. It's a life that says, listen, I am going to live a life that walks in love. I ain't trying to fall in love. And when you walk in love, and you begin to become the right person. When you walk in love, you, you understand a relationship that lasts. So much of our relationships don't last because we stop falling in love and we never learned how to walk in love. But when you learn how to walk in love, love does not fade. And it brings me to the second pattern that needs to be broken. The second pattern that needs to be broken, write this down in your notes. It says, I need to feel something. I need to feel a goosebump. I need to feel the chemistry. I need to feel our connection. It's a feeling. We spoke about it last week, the emotional component. But this is also a pattern that needs to be broken down. It's a pattern that needs to be broken down. It's not just setting our foundation on the emotion and the physical, but it's a mentality that says it's a pattern. It's a way that has been modeled for us. Well, well, you know, you know, he, he just made me feel goosebumps. You know, he just made me feel like butterflies in my stomach. You know, girl, let me tell you, girl, I'm telling you. <laughs> Santo, you start speaking in tongues because someone gave you goosebumps. All right. And this is a pattern, it's, I need to feel something in our relationship. I need to feel the chemistry. I need to, I need to, and then, and then obviously, you know, pop culture doesn't help, right? Like you ever been in a, you ever listened to a breakup song that was so good that you wanted to break up just to feel what Adele felt? I want I just want to feel what Adele is feeling right now. Like, you, like I, I remember, I remember when Tony, I wasn't, in, I wasn't even in a relationship and I wanted to be one just to break up. When Tony Braxton came out with Unbreak My Heart, Unbreak My Heart, throw auto-tune on this. Say you love me again, undo this hurt. Please don't tune out. That you caused when you walked out the door. And walked out of my life. I was like, I want to feel that. I want to know what it feels like to be walked out on. That's how good it was, right? Or what about when, when, when Justin Timberlake came out with Cry Me a River? Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. 2002. You ready? 2002. Look at the lyrics. Here it goes. Like, I want to feel. I want to feel what you are my son. You were my earth. What? What? I want to I want to know what it feels like to have somebody that is my son and my earth. But you didn't know all the ways I loved you. 
Told me you love me. Why did you leave me all alone? Like you know, you know, you know, you wanted to feel this because at one point you, you you're dealing with a breakup song, but now this is the vengeance song. This is the song that's like, oh, I love you so much that I hate you. Like that's a look, that's that cry me a river, cry me a river, auto tune. What about the good love songs, right? This is what pop culture continues to feed when it's feeding our feelings it's we want to experience what john legend meant when he said my head's underwater but i'm feeling fine what in the what in the world is my head's underwater what kind of love i need to feel that i just want to know what it feels like that my head's underwater but i'm feeling fine i want to know what it feels like i'll crash a grenade for you Throw my hand on a blade. Like, I ain't catching no grenades. I love Lisa, but I, I might push her out the way, but I will not catch a grenade. I'm just saying, like, what does, like, I want to feel that kind of love. Like, we end up wanting to experience this, not realizing that feelings will, hear me, feelings will fade. Feelings will fade. Sociologists will tell us that within two months to two years, that feeling, that feeling goes away. We call it the honeymoon stage. It's where everything is padded with emotion and, and we romanticize everything. And, and he's just, you know, he's just protective. No, he's controlling. But because the feeling is there, it's like we need to feel something. What we need to learn, listen, if we're going to do relationships different, we need to learn how to break the pattern that says I need to feel something. And here's how you break that pattern is, is I break the pattern by walking in purpose. This is where your feelings can't get involved, right? You, you break the pattern by walking in purpose. When I see two people trying to get together or holler at each other and none of them are passionate about their purpose, but more passionate about falling in love, I see danger, red flags all over the place. But when you are passionate, I'm, you need somebody in your life that is more passionate, more passionate about their purpose than they are about getting involved in a relationship. I'm preaching to somebody right now. See, the question isn't chemistry. The question is, are they operating in their calling? This is how we break the pattern of a feeling. We break it through two people who are walking in their calling. And, and maybe you're, you're single here, and I've heard it all the time. Like, I've heard single people say things like, fellas, you be like, you know, I... I seen her and I, and I think I could witness to her and I, I think I could convert her. And sometimes ladies like, oh, man, I met this guy and he has a great job, great career and he has a good family. And, you know, he's not into the whole God thing. And no, 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 no. If he's not walking in his calling, if he's not pursuing the purpose in which God created him for if he doesn't know his purpose, you have no business to try to walk in a relationship. If you don't know the reason why which you exist, maybe, just maybe, we need to learn that. 
I love men, machismo men that say, hey, hey, the women are supposed to be submissive, the women. By the way, it doesn't say women. It says the wife is called to be submissive to the husband. But here's the truth. When you look at the first picture of marriage, you see Adam. This is powerful. You see Adam. And what do you see Adam? Well, Adam, let's, 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 number one, he had a job. He was on mission. Okay. God gave him a task. God gave him an assignment. God gave him, he had the presence of God. And there's a lot of men that they don't know their assignment. They don't know what they're doing. They don't have the presence of God in their life. They don't have a relationship with God. And yet we're looking to entertain a relationship with them. Listen to me. And that yet, yeah, and then we're like, yeah, you need to be submissive. See, the word submission means submission, coming under a mission. Some men, you are not about your mission, but you want someone to submit to you. You know, it's true. So many times we're looking for a feeling. We're looking for the goosebumps. We're looking for, for a vibe. And God is saying, no, no, no. You need to discover the reason that you were created. And this is why we have things like growth track. This is why we have things like community group, things that will help us discover our, our purpose. Second Corinthians says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness, lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness. This is so powerful. Many times this verse is used for us to keep away from unbelievers, but that's not what the word is saying. If you look at the life of Jesus, again, follow his example. He never kept away from sinners. Here's what he didn't do. He didn't yoke himself up. In his, in his ministry. What does that mean? It, it, the word yoke literally means to bind yourself to. And many of us enter a relationship with people that don't even follow Jesus's ways. Listen, if you're a follower of Jesus, then you need to pursue your calling in such a way, hear me, that the only way you can get involved in a relationship is with a person who is running after their calling and headed in the same direction as you. Like, I don't know about you, but we need to break this pattern. We need to be so far deep into the heart of God that the only way you can operate in a relationship is a person who is also hidden in the heart of God. Who's hidden. That's why, that's why like, I love the illustration. Like, sometimes we're in deep waters just to see who is able to swim in deep waters with you. Well, I want to be in the deep waters of God's presence. And the only people that are potential candidates for me to date and for me to show an interest for are people who are also able to swim in the deep waters of God's presence. I pray this is blessing someone right now. We got to break the pattern. The last pattern we got to break, listen to this, is I need someone to fix my issues. I need someone to fix my issues. We need to break the pattern that I need to find the right person by. We break the pattern by becoming the right person. We need to break the pattern of 
feeling something. I need to feel something by walking in our purpose. And we need to break the pattern that says, I need someone to fix my issues. We need, I need, and, and we never say, but listen to me, I'm gonna read this quote again. If you attempt to build an intimate relationship with another person before you've done the hard work of becoming a whole and healthy person, every relationship will be an attempt to complete the wholeness you lack and end up in disaster. We all got issues. You know the song, I got issues. You got them too. Well, give them all to me and I'll give mine to you. Asking the glory of our problems, that is a lot. We got issues. And God didn't call us to fix each other. See, no one ever says, I need someone to fix me. But we function in a way that says, you got to put up with me. We never function in a way that, we never say, I need you to fix me, but we function in a way that says, you need to put up with me because I got issues. At the core, at the root of that is this desire that someone is going, because, because of you, because of you, oh, oh, she just makes me better. Oh, she just knows exactly. No, no, no. No one is meant to complete you. Hear me, listen to me. No one is meant to complete you. We have to break the pattern that this is a 50-50 thing. No, 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 no. This is not two halves coming together. Listen to me. This is two holes coming together along with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is us doing our relationship, not two people, not two halves, but two complete whole people along with the direction of the Holy Spirit coming together is able, will be able to walk in a relationship that lasts. See, oftentimes we think we have marriage problems. We don't have marriage problems. We have single people problems. And what happens is that our single people problems come in close proximity, emotional proximity to our significant other. And they are simply exposing or bringing to surface those things that are already in us. And we were dealing with while we were single. Marriage is just a magnifier. There are two things that will always be a magnifier in your life, money and marriage. Can I tell you something? If he struggles with lust before he's married, he will struggle with lust even more after he's married. Can I tell you something? If you are selfish before marriage, you will enter your marriage even more selfish because marriage is a magnifier. And so we got to deal with the issues before we walk into intimate relationships. I got to deal with those issues. I got to allow the Holy Spirit to work in my life before I start looking for someone else to complete me, someone else to fix me, someone else to repair me. Even so, so many times we go from one relationship to another. We go from one heartbreak to another relationship and hoping that this one will be better than the last one and she will heal me from the wounds of my ex. We go from one relationship to another, seeking for someone to fix us. And here's where I close our message for today. We break that pattern by living complete 
in Christ. I know it might be cliche as, as followers of Jesus. Well, it's all about Jesus, Pastor. No, no, listen to me. You need to hear me. But the Bible says in Colossians chapter 2, and it says, And because you belong to Christ, so powerful, you are complete. Look what it doesn't say. And because you belong to your husband, you are complete. No, 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 it don't say that. Oh, because be, you belong to your girlfriend, you are, because you belong to your wife, your husband, your, no, 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 it says because you belong to Christ, you are complete. Having everything you need, Christ is ruler over every other power and authority. Can you imagine the kind of relationship? Can you imagine that? The kind of relationship that says, I am complete in Christ. And because I'm complete in Christ, I have everything I need. And I walk in the power and the authority. I don't walk like a victim. I don't walk in offense. I walk in the power of authority that God has given me. Can you imagine the kind of relationship that doesn't seek for one another to be their end all or their fix? Can I tell you, I love Lisa. I, I've never not been in love with Lisa for the last nine years of our relationship. In nine years, every single day, Day, every single hour, every single minute, every single second, I've loved Lisa and been in love, passionately in love with her. But she doesn't complete me. See, the reason that I can be passionately in love with her every single minute, every single second, is because she doesn't complete me. It's because I'm complete in Christ. And it is only in those deep waters that you're able to find that level of love. I am complete. Colossians chapter 2 verse 10, it says, because we belong to him, we are complete in him. Now, I want to break this verse down to us, this next verse as we close, Matthew chapter 7. Verse one through four, look, and this, this wrecked me, Darren, this wrecked me. It says, do not judge others. This was powerful. And you will not be judged. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. Verse three, and why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? Watch this. Why, why? Worry about the speck in her eye when you got a log on your own. And this is what the Holy Spirit revealed to me when I saw this, because this is powerful, powerful revelation. He says, do you know a log in your eye hurts? Do you know a log in your eye causes pain? Let me tell you, you get a little speck inside your eye and you can't even see, you are in pain. If it just a little eyelash goes inside your eye, you are in pain. Can you imagine, can you imagine a log in your eye, the pain that it causes? And here's what the Holy Spirit told me. He says, when people see other people with a log in their eye, they see them through the filter of the pain they're experiencing. See, your judgment towards somebody else is exposing 
the pain that you see people with. So many times we're seeing people through the eyes of the pain we've experienced. See, I'm looking at Lisa and I'm looking at her and I'm saying, yeah, you're the problem. I'm looking at her faults and her issues and her problems and I and 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 it's really my issues, my problems, but but when you don't take responsibility for the things that are 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 part of you already and you're looking to blame somebody else, you're looking at them through the lenses of pain. The pain that you've experienced, the disappointment you've experienced, the hurt that you've experienced. And so often we now can't see people clearly because we have a log in our eye. Can I say this as bold as as I can? Your judgment of others is the exposure of the pain that you see people through. Hear me. So many times we are seeing other people through the pain we've been through. So many times we are seeing our spouse, our significant other, through the pain that we've been through. Don't conform to the patterns of this world. How, how, how do I break the pattern? Well, I break the pattern by becoming the right person. I'm not worried I'm, I'm worried about finding the right person. I'm not worried about praying that you'll become the right. I'm, I'm concerned about becoming the right person. I'm not looking to feel something. I'm looking to walk in my purpose. I'm not looking for you to fix me. I'm, I'm looking to be complete in Christ. So I want to pray for us today. I really believe that God has ministered to, to us in these moments and and I want to pray for us. Listen to me. It's time to break the, the pattern, the mold that has been set before us. And I think the best way to begin that relationship with other people is to begin your relationship with God. And if you're here today, I want to pray for you. Maybe you, you, you really believe that you're in that stage where you are in a mold. You are in your cocoon stage. Like you have been molded to fit a pattern, and God is telling you today, it's time to break out, it's time to break out, it's time to break out. I wanna pray for you. And if you have a desire, if God is ministering to your heart, you say, I can't do this on my own, I need to follow Jesus. Listen, Jesus Christ is the perfect example. He lived the life that we could not live. He died the death that we, that we should have died. He lived the perfect, holy, sinless life And it says, for the joy that was set before him, that was you and I, he endured the cross. He died for your sins and he resurrected so that you can have eternal life. And he extends that free gift for you. It's already paid for. Your sins have already been forgiven. He's just looking for you to receive that gift. I want to pray for you. If that's you today, right there where you are, just make a public acknowledgement by raising your hand at the count of three. One, two, three. Three, lift up your hands. Praise God. Come on, let's pray. If you desire to place your faith in Jesus, say this prayer after me. Say, dear Jesus, I receive your love. Therefore, I give you my life. 
I believe that you died for me and forgave me of my sins and rose again on the third day. And from this day forth, I am a new creation. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to welcome you to the family of God. And if today you are breaking the cycle, I want to pray for us. Heavenly Father, I just pray for every single person that is tuning in. I pray, Lord, as they have made this public acknowledgement, Lord, that they have a desire to break the cycle, Lord. Some of us have just simply copied what was modeled before us, Lord. And we pray, Lord Jesus, right now that healing will take place, that we may become who you've called us to be, that we may walk in the purpose that you have designed us for, that we may find ourselves to be complete in you, lacking in nothing because we belong to you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray and we love you. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.